Thanks for tuning in to our Neighborhood Church podcast. Join us on Sunday at any of our locations. To learn more about our church, visit neighborhoodchurch.com or download our church app. Welcome to this Palm Sunday and the beginning of Easter week, the beginning of Holy Week, uh, a week that changed the world and can have a life-changing effect even on each of us. Uh, My name is Mike, one of the pastors here, and it's a joy to be with you this morning, and I just want to say thank you for joining us, whether you're here in person or here online. We need times together so much, especially because of this past year and, and the times where we are, have been in such isolation and such quarantining. Even, even, but yet, even in this time of pandemic and difficulty, there have been wonderful stories of love and compassion. Compassion meaning deep empathy moved to action. Uh, during this pandemic time, the grocery stores gave priority to the elderly. And I thought that was a great compassionate move. In, <clears throat> in Lebanon, people moved with compassion to distribute boxes of food to the needy, despite all the, the turmoil that, uh, that that country has experienced. Uh, in Colombia, compassionate counselors and psychologists provided free uh, telecounseling services during this pandemic, and it's continuing to go on. Uh, people all throughout the world have spent moments thanking uh, healthcare workers and delivery people and other frontline workers. People have began to give and to volunteer at more and help in food banks and community service opportunities and in their cities. People are actually doing better at getting to know their neighbors, learning their names, being involved in their community and, and, and helping when they can. I, I love how our a newly reformed community engagement team assembled with compassion to help a person just this past week with, with needs and with clothing and a Target gift card. I love how we here at Neighborhood Church, as you just heard Anna talk about over this Easter season, have moved with compassion to go help our community today with, uh, with our trunk and tweet. Matter of fact, I just want to say thank you to those who donated some 4,000 plus eggs those kids are going to go away with like a lot of stuff today. And, and Anna, I'm sure there's some Reese's eggs in there somewhere. If not, I'll see if I can bring some to you. We have them at home. And yes, they are definitely superior. But there's also ways to be involved on, on, on Wednesday, as you heard, and, and, and Saturday. And I encourage you to take the moment, whether you're online, you can sign up there or here in person. They'll be out in the lobby area. You'll be able to sign up. Join in those things. You will be blessed. See, empathy and compassion are like muscles. Uh, If not exercised, uh, they atrophy, and we get more self-focused. So what is empathy? Empathy is understanding how others feel and, and feeling with them, seeking to gain insights of their own plight. And empathy generally moves to compassion. Compassion has both that the feeling for that person, but also... Uh, that idea of moving to action. And neurologists say that, that what happens with, with, with uh, uh, compassion is that it caused both parts of the brain to fire off and to work together. The emotional center uh, perceives the feelings of others and that cognitive center tries to understand why they feel the way they do and then move to help them. <clears throat> well, Jesus was a man that fired on both sides of his brain and was a man of compassion, empathizing with people and move to action. 
on this day in history, right in the midst of all the, the palm waving and the celebration of Jesus entering Jerusalem, this happened and Lorena read it. Luke chapter 19, verse 41. And when he, that's Jesus, drew near and saw the city, he wept over it. Jesus shed tears because he saw their struggle. He saw their pain, their oppression, their hurts, their emptiness. And even though he knew what was going to happen to him this week, that he would walk through a trial after trial and then being beaten and scourged and strung out on a cross to, to breathe his last, despite all of that, he moved with compassion and an obedience to God when he went through this week. You see, Jesus lived with selfless compassion that moved him to action. And Jesus is an example for us to follow. If, we, if you hold the name Christian, it literally means little Christ, those who live and love like Jesus, where we <clears throat> engage with compassion. And that will move us to engage with our community. For selfless compassion flows from a heart that embraces Jesus. And so this morning, I'd like for us to look at, at three areas of Jesus's compassion and see how we might be compassionate like Jesus. And so if you wouldn't mind, if just uh, where you're at, you can either do it at home as you're watching or even here, if you wouldn't mind standing up and let's pray and ask God to, uh, to move in us and to challenge us as we hear about Jesus's compassion. Father God, thank you. Thanks for bringing us out this, today as we view here or here in person. And God, thanks for the opportunity to engage your word and to learn more about you, Jesus. God, I pray that as we launch into this study this morning, that you will uh, motivate us and move us to be more compassionate like you, Jesus. Help us, we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. You can have a seat and encourage you to, uh, if you're online, there's a, a on the QR code, is it, it's there. You can come and, and, and go down to the outline, or if you're just online and you can't find a QR code, just go to the website. And uh, for, it talks about Sundays, and you can look down there, and there's an outline to fill out. The QR code is on the screen now. And those of you who are here, you can take out the worship folder that you were given, and I encourage you to open it up. There's a place to jot down some notes on there, and I encourage you there's a fill in the blanks. All the answers to the fill in the blanks will be up on the screen. And, and, and I also encourage you either online or in person to pick up one of our study guides. And the reason we do that is, and encourage you to jot down the notes is because our hope is that you would use Sunday as a springboard for your devotions throughout the week, your time reading in God's word. We have a lot to offer on the website under the revive section of our website. That QR code uh, is also there and it, it helps you to get to that section and it will help you just give you some more study opportunities, some more things to encourage you with. We also do a uh, weekly podcast where we talk deeper in the passages that we're using. A few of us get together and do that and encourage you to, to listen in. You can... Uh, uh, connect to your podcast and come up to that. And you'll find out on the website has all the information you need. But Jesus came <clears throat> with a revolutionary message of God's kingdom, a kingdom, a way of life accessible only by, through by faith. One that where we thrive, it requires loving obedience to King Jesus and father God, as well as a loving service to brothers and sisters in God's family and really to every person of the human race. Jesus said it in Matthew chapter 22, verses 35 to 40. You could write that down and read it later, but Jesus talked about the most important actions of life. And in that he summed up all of God's laws and teachings. And what it was, was to love God with our heart, mind, body, and soul, and to love our neighbors as ourselves, to have 
active love to have compassion for others. <clears throat> Jesus spells out this compassion, compassionate love in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter five, and also that how the, 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 uh, that love fulfilled the 10 commandments in Romans chapter 13, verse 10. But all throughout the controlling attitude and behavior of Christ's followers of these born again Christians has always been to be compassionate like Jesus, to demonstrate active love and to provide caring and concern for others, all of which was modeled by Jesus. For selfless compassion flows from a heart that embraces Jesus. So let's explore these three areas of Jesus' compassion and see how we might exercise this muscle of compassion ourselves. The first of these three areas of Jesus' compassion that we can learn from is compassion for the vulnerable. When Jesus looked on the city of Jerusalem, uh, empathy rose as Luke 1941 talks about Jesus wept over the city, moved with compassion. Well, in the gospel of of Matthew, the one that Lorena just read a bit ago, uh, when the triumphal entry came in, just before that, in Matthew chapter 20, verses 29 to 30, it's a story of Jesus giving sight to the blind. It says Jesus had compassion on him. It was a compassion for the vulnerable. And as you read about Jesus all throughout the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you see him move with compassion to help those who are vulnerable, uh, those who have disabilities. Uh, In in the Bible times, it was those who were women and children and foreigners. Vulnerable because the ability to protect and defend or provide for themselves was diminished. And Jesus felt for them. He, more than anyone else, knows how people feel. Jesus knows how you feel. If you ever doubt that, write down this verse, Psalm 139. It talks about how God knows intimately all of our ways and how we feel. And Jesus wants people to experience the safety and protection and security and significance found in being included in his forever family under his care. Now, now we're not Jesus, with instant insights of people. So we need to do a little bit more to understand how people feel. The best way is to get to know people and to listen. God showed me this in a very unique way when I had the opportunity to listen to my grandson, Moses. Uh, Moses and I were sitting down uh, at the table and, and, and he was noticing the color of my skin and the color of his skin, which is darker. And he said to me, you know, Papa, uh, your skin is not like light like my mom, which is my daughter. And, and yet your skin is not dark like my dad, who's Filipino. And, and uh, uh, he goes, but we're different. And in that, as I was listening to him and, and, and noticing that, I was noticing and I, 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 I understood that uh, he had had a sensitivity to difference. And he was trying to figure out how come we're family, but we're different. And he had a great talk about how God makes us different and how he gives us just the right skin color. And I told him, hey, just wait till summer. I'll be as dark as you. (laughs) But in that conversation, I heard his sensitivity to that difference. He needs to see his skin color as something to celebrate. That's why I'm glad that uh, 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 Crayola finally decided to make colors of the world. And inside these crayon boxes are now 
not just one color that's called flesh. Remember that? It was pink or peach. It was called flesh color. And yet look around. There's so many other varieties to affirm the reality that we're all uniquely made in God's image. And regardless of our skin color, there's such beauty and value in that. But you see, when we're the majority culture or skin color, our natural bias can hold back compassion. Moses wants to feel accepted. And it's part of my responsibility as his papa, as his grandfather, to help him because he's a vulnerable child. And I need to have compassion like Christ, the vulnerable. He wants to feel included and that he belongs even though that we're different. And that comes from listening and feeling with another's story. Be it ethnical or some other life condition, we are to be compassionate for the vulnerable, just like Jesus. And he was that way. Matter of fact, take your Bible and I want you to open up now to Luke chapter 7. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the four gospels tell the story of Jesus. In Luke chapter 7, Jesus, there's a scene that happens. Let me read it to you. Luke chapter 7, verse 11. Soon afterwards, he, that's Jesus, went to a town called Nain. And his disciples and a great crowd went with him. And as he drew near the gate of the town, behold, a man who had died was being carried out, the only son of his mother. And she was a widow. And a considerable crowd from the town was with her. And Jesus looked and went, great. Another less mouth to feed for this woman. We need to get about our business. <laughs> no, that's not what Jesus said. What Jesus said is that when, he, when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, do not weep. The word compassion here means deep empathy. It's, it's a gut-wrenching sense of emotional pain as if you just got kicked in the stomach. Ever experienced that kind of pain? That emotional pain that's like someone just got you in the gut. See, Jesus doesn't just blow this off, this struggle. He doesn't just ignore it. He saw it. It says when, and then Jesus saw her. You see, Jesus sees. Say it with me. Jesus sees. Jesus sees. Say it again louder like you mean it. Jesus sees. When we struggle with pain of life, what does Jesus do? Jesus sees. When we get ripped off, burnt by people who we trust, what does Jesus do? Jesus sees. When, when we or others of our family or tribe or people get treated as less, what does Jesus do? He, Jesus sees. And when there is another shooting, another hate crime, and the ways of confusion and pain and devastation rip through a community and a country, what does Jesus do? Jesus sees. And Jesus does something about it. He moves. That's what compassion does. And with this scene full of sorrow and despair, Jesus did what only Jesus can do. Listen to what happened. Then he came, that's Jesus, up, and he touched the, the coffin, and the bearers stood still. And he said, young man, I say to you, arise. And the dead man sat 
up and began to speak, and Jesus gave him to his mother. Fear seized them all. Well, you think so? <laughs> what would that happen at a funeral and all of a sudden the person got up? Woo! <laughs> Man, fear seized them all and, and, the glory, and the glorified God saying, a great prophet has risen among us. God has visited his people. And this report of him spread throughout all of Judea and all the surrounding country. What could we do? One thing we can do is to look outside our bubble, to get to know people who are different from us, to learn from their stories and be okay with uncomfortable because it, it will be. When I was a youth pastor many moons ago, we used to go down to Mexicali, Mexico. For a couple of weeks there, we'd live in this small little compound and we'd go minister to this village. We had meetings and things for the kids and it was wonderful. But during the week, I would take a small group of students and I'd say, come and just follow me. We'd walk up two streets and over one. And it was a street that, uh, that as you turn the corner, it was very different from the rest of the village. This was the other side of the tracks. There was a bus that all the wheels were taken out. It was set into the ground and a family lived in that. As we walked down, uh, and I asked the students to just be quiet. I said, just if the kids come up to you, hold their hands and walk. And the kids would, everywhere we went, the kids came and brought flowers to the girls and, and we walked down there. But there was another house on the left that was just a, a, probably a 12 by 12 square made out of old doors. Another actually was a, a wood frame with cardboard stuck to it and other houses, just shacks, lean-tos, things coming through. And as we walked down there, we walked down. I just asked it to be silent and get all the way back to our compound. And I just asked him, what did you see? A lot of them couldn't even say anything because the tears welled up. Because they saw their bias, they saw their privilege, and that their privilege and bias had brought out fear and judgment and even prejudice, but they saw. Jesus saw the vulnerable and was moved with compassion. Let's let the love of Jesus move us with compassion. For selfless compassion flows from a, a heart that embraces Jesus. Let's talk to people different than us and actually Listen, that exercises the muscle of compassion and allows us to love like Jesus. The next of these areas of Jesus' compassion we can learn from is compassion for the hurting. When Jesus looked on Jerusalem in, in Luke 19.41, his empathy moved him to tears and his compassion moved him to rescue us from sin, the source of the hurt and trouble. See, the Bible is clear it says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Sin is not hitting God's mark. It's not following the way that we should live and designed to live. It's, it's doing exactly opposite that. And the truth is, is that though we do those things, and we know we do, we're actually born with that propensity all inside of us. We all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And that sin influences us and it's influenced our world. And we have seen the devastating effects of it time and time and time again. But Jesus came to put a stop to sin's leadership in our lives. Well, Jesus brings this out in another 
compassionate moment in Matthew chapter 9, verses 35 to 37. If you have your Bible with you, turn over to Matthew chapter 9, verses 35 to 37. And Jesus went through all the villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom of God, healing every disease and every affliction. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them, that same gut-wrenching, moving compassion he had for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Yes, Jesus saw and Jesus sees, but he also named their plight, harassed and helpless. It literally means torn and thrown down, like innocent sheep being ravaged by predators. And we live in a world ravaged by predators. That bully, those that do harmful and disgraceful things, those that with words harass and shame and name call and spew hurtful sayings, and people are left harassed and helpless, torn asunder and thrown down. Yet Jesus, with empathy and compassion, lifts them up with dignity and saying, you belong to me. I love uh, the moment that's found in, in all three of the gospels. Matthew chapter nine, verses 20 to 22. Mark chapter five, verses 25 to 34. Luke eight, verse 43 to 48. All tell this one unique story. Jesus is actually on his way to go heal this little girl who's sick. On his way there, they find that the girl has died. Jesus looks at the father and says, just believe. And they start moving towards the house and the father, you can imagine, is trying to hurry them up and the crowd is pressing around Jesus. There's a woman in that crowd who's been suffering for a long, long time, a disgraceful disease, disease, one that pushes her away from people. She is alone, she is hurting, she is struggling, but she thinks if I can just touch the end of the fringe of the cloak of Jesus, that will heal me. And so she pushes through the crowd. People are disgusted by her. She pushes through the crowd and she reaches out and she does it. She touches Jesus and she feels something happen in her body. Jesus stops immediately. He turns around and says, who touched me? (laughs) The disciples go, "Um, Jesus, there's like a lot of people here. There's a lot of people touching you. And he says, no, no, somebody touched me with that touch of faith. He turns around and this woman who probably the crowd separates and she's going up pointing at her, it's her, it's her. Uh, and does something amazing. Matthew 9, 22. Jesus turned and seeing her. You see that? Jesus sees. Don't ever forget that. And seeing her, he said, take heart, daughter. Your faith has made you well. And instantly the woman was made well. What is amazing here is Jesus calls her daughter, naming her inclusion, her connection, her protection, her security, her belonging. That to me is as amazing as her being healed. Wow, she needed to hear that as well as being healed. See, and Jesus wants for each of us to feel that connection, that inclusion. 
And all we need to do is just like that woman who reached out in faith to Jesus. Well, if you have not yet done that, let me encourage you to reach out to Jesus. Well, Jesus put himself in places where hurting people are, and so should we. People struggle all around us. We can see them and build that muscle of compassion. But on one other way is to get involved, to get involved in service projects that serve the hurting. That's why we're doing these service projects, to build that muscle of compassion even within yourselves. And so do sign up for the Wednesday night deal or Wednesday afternoon deal. Sign up for those things on, on, uh, uh, on Saturday. I know I'm, I'm gonna be excited about that load, the loads of love as we go out to a local laundromat and just do free laundry and ch- chit chat with people and spend time with them there. I encourage you to do that. Don't leave today without signing up. And if you're online, just even right now, just click onto that and sign up. And yes, it will include sacrifice. And yes, it will be uncomfortable, but it would be well worth it. <laughs> Let's follow Jesus' example and show compassion for the hurting. For selfless compassion flows from a heart that embraces Jesus. Engage those who are hurting. And do what you can to lift them up from, the, from whatever knocked them down. That's exercising that muscle of compassion. One more area of Jesus' compassion that we can learn from. It's compassion for those without spiritual direction. Jesus knew as he looked over Jerusalem, these people were directionless spiritually, without guidance from a shepherd, like lost sheep. In helping the disciples, his followers, Jesus' followers, understand the plight of people living without spiritual direction, he tells a bunch of stories in Luke chapter 15. The story is about a lost sheep, a lost coin, and some lost sons. In that, he's telling that no single person is a throwaway. Everyone is valuable. And God cares about lost people. And then in Luke chapter 19, verses 1 to 10, Jesus shows compassion for one lost soul, a guy named Zacchaeus. And many of you know the story. Zacchaeus was a wee little man. A wee little man was he. He climbed upon a sycamore tree. You got it. He climbed upon, see, Zacchaeus was a tax collector and uh, nobody liked him. They all despised him because he cheated every single person and made great, amassed great wealth for himself. Now, he was hated and despised, but yet he had it all, and the government protected him. Well, Zacchaeus had been troubled in his heart. Something was going on inside of him, and he needed some answers, and he knew that Jesus could be just the one to help him. And so he tried to get next to Jesus, but being that he was so short, he did climb up a sycamore tree to catch eyes with Jesus. And as Jesus walked by, moved with compassion, Jesus looks up at Zacchaeus and says, hey, I'm coming to your house tonight for dinner. Um, Which in itself was an amazing statement. Actually, Jesus was ridiculed for that because everyone knew Zacchaeus's issues. And you're going to go spend time and eat with, in other words, show belonging with someone of that reputation. And yet Jesus took the risk and the time to be with Zacchaeus. 
Now, we're not sure exactly all that happened in that time and what Jesus said, but Zacchaeus' heart was changed. If you ever want to see a a person come to faith right before your eyes, read Luke chapter 19, verses 1 to 10. As he is, is expressing that faith and saying he's going to pay back all he's swindled and all of that, Jesus says this in verses 9 and 10 of Luke 19, 19. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, for since he also is a son of Abraham, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Jesus came to give direction to people, spiritual direction. You know, good number of people are looking for direction in life today, and Jesus Jesus's way works. So why not care enough to share that with them? Too much, it's too easy to kind of keep away and finger point. Why not interact with others that don't believe like you and hear them? And as God opens the opportunity, share with them how you have come to faith. For selfless compassion flows from a heart that embraces Jesus, Jesus who went out to reach the lost, Jesus who went and spent time with people that didn't even believe in him. You see, exercising that muscle of empathy and compassion is so good for us. For selfless compassion flows from a heart that embraces Jesus. So let's be like Jesus and have compassion for the vulnerable Compassion for the hurt. Compassion for those without spiritual direction. Our world needs people like us to weep over it with empathy and compassion and compassionately take action, loving like Jesus and engaging with compassion. Now, you may be with us today and not sure if you've truly embraced the rescue of Jesus. It's very simple. It's reaching out with faith, just like that woman did, and seeking to know Jesus, to reach out and to touch him and to say, I believe. It's understanding that we're sinful and that we need a savior and that it's Jesus. And with what you have of faith saying, God, I get it. I, 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 I believe, I want to believe, help me understand If that's where you are today, I want to encourage you. We have these packets. If you're here with us in in our in-person audience, we have these packets that are available for you out in the lobby area and as you walk out. And if you'd like to explore more how you might know Jesus in a personal way this Easter season, I encourage you to pick one of these up. If you're online, you can just simply go to the the webpage where the QR code is, scan that, and look down to where it says Next Steps. And I encourage you, there's a video that we've made there for you. And I encourage you to look at that. There is even a way to start faith in Jesus. That's where it's at. On this Easter week, this beginning, this Palm Sunday, where Jesus weeps over the city, may we have the same compassion of Christ. Will you pray with me? Father God, thank you for just the way that you've shown to us an example to follow. You've helped us see that we need to have compassion like you. Lord, our world so bad needs the compassion of Christ. Our world so bad needs to to feel and see our empathy and our compassion. Lord, may we be and live like Jesus. May we seek to 
be compassionate to the vulnerable, to be compassionate to the, to the hurting and compassionate to those without spiritual direction, enough to take action. Help us in that, we pray. In the name of Jesus, amen.